Take away the world's desires when we pray. Holy Spirit, lift us higher when we pray. When we pray. When we pray. Let it not be for a season when we Wisdom and not reason when we pray. Let your name be our petition when we pray. When we
the church. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I come before you, Lord, recognizing that you are supreme in authority. Your power is great in the heavens and the earth, and your anger is shown against all wickedness and the evil imagination of men. Father, I boldly approach your throne yet again, this time asking for grace and mercy for your bride, the church. Your word says that judgment shall begin at the house of God, so let the church bear the greatest indictment. Because your invisible works are clearly seen, demonstrating your eternal power and divine nature, all men are without excuse. Yet through hypocrisy, we have given place to your enemies to blaspheme your great and holy name. Because of our perversion and deceitfulness, which brings shame to your name, they question whether we are really your children. For this cause, Lord, we are guilty and bear the greater burden. We have been weighed in the balance and been found wanting, yet we refuse to change our path. We have been deliberate in our great trespass before you, Lord, and we are not hidden from your sight. We have provoked you to anger with our foolish and unwise behavior, being spiritually blind and naked, allowing the world to see our shame. Heavenly Father, because you are a God of mercy and great compassion, we come before you in humility that you may examine our ways. We come before you confessing that if we humble ourselves and pray, seek your face, and turn from our wicked ways, then will you hear from heaven, forgive our sins, and heal our land. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we thank you, Heavenly Father, that your hands are not shortened that they cannot save, nor your ear heavy that it cannot hear. We stand before you, Lord, to answer the indictment that has been laid against us and pray that through repentance our sins will be forgiven. For we have done wicked things in your sight, even rebellion against your commandments and your continued reminders and warnings. In the name of Jesus, we acknowledge our shortcomings and weaknesses, seeking to be washed in the blood of our Savior Jesus Christ. For we were called to be the salt of the earth, a people that would bear witness to your name, follow your examples, live by your commandments, and set a difference between that which is holy and that which is profane. Instead, our hearts have been pierced with the desires of the world, and we have adopted their ways, chasing after materialism and lust and compromising your standards. We have not sought you for who you are, but for what you can give and how much we can get. We have allowed worldliness into your church and created unholy alliances with the world, calling that which is evil good and that which is good evil, while refusing to take a righteous stand. We have sought validation from the world and coveted the admiration of men who have perverted your statutes for selfish gain. We have shown them all that is in your sanctuary, giving access to thieves and robbers who now make merchandise of your sheep and a mockery of your name. We have failed to protect the innocent, neglected the cries of the poor, and watched as families are being destroyed. We have not sanctified you in the eyes of the people, becoming powerless gift chasers who adorn the things on the outside while failing to address the evil within. We have compromised your word by seeking popularity and friendship with the world, choosing to entertain the masses with our talents and gifts while watering down your word and speaking fables instead of convicting people to change. We stand idle as the innocent are snatched from the womb while we defend the guilty giving them place on your stage. We are consumed with the pursuit of wealth, while at the same time we are robbed of morality, dignity, and holiness. Through compromise and exploitation, we have lost our influence. Through sermonettes and motivational speeches, we have catered to itching ears. And through hypocrisy and double standards, our pulpits have been stripped of power and authority. 
We have even embraced the lifestyles of this world and distorted the meaning of your love instead of preaching the sovereign design and plan of God. We have lost our way, Lord, and given over to the cares of this life. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, forgive us, Father, for we bombard your throne with selfish prayers while the world around us declines and decay, drifting further and further away from you. We have been mesmerized by the lust of the world and desensitized by its influences while engaging in unspeakable acts, adultery and fornication, abortions, drunkenness, promiscuity, hatred and insensitivity, drug use, blasphemies, idolatry, man lying with man, women lying with women. We defile ourselves by flooding our minds with pornography, immorality and lust and other kinds of sexual perversion. We have neglected our children and not taught them your ways, putting success and riches before love and direction. We have allowed our marriages to grow cold, harbored unforgiveness, and refused to show affection, while opening the door for the enemy to wreak havoc in our families. We have become a lukewarm church, lacking holiness and obedience to your word, even denying your name, Lord, and abandoning the cross. We have allowed false prophets to operate in the church while embracing false gods and religions. We are in a backslidden state and confess our sins before you. We were all born into this world with something to surrender, but so many of us have refused to let go, choosing to embrace our fallen nature by making excuses for sin, as opposed to trusting your word for deliverance and healing. In doing so, we have denied the power of the cross and the delivering authority of your resurrection. We go down in the water, but never come up, sinking further and further into the depth you gave your life to conquer. We have titles without meaning, performances without actors, services without substance, and buildings that are lifeless when it comes to the real power of God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we repent, Lord, and ask for your forgiveness. Lord, let your anger and fury be held back and let your mercy fall upon us as we repent of our wicked deeds and turn back to you. Let us once again be the people you have chosen to show yourself strong in the earth, that through our examples and trusting your word, the world will once again look to the church for salvation and demonstration of the true power of God. Lord, please hear our cry, incline thine ear, and behold our frail state, that we may eagerly approach your throne with boldness and have confidence at your appearing. Your word says that you will never leave or forsake us, and we come to you by faith, knowing that without faith it is impossible to please you. Deliver us from the guilt of the past, and wipe away all condemnation, for through our sin we have given the enemy access to our lives and the legal right to carry out his diabolical plan of destruction against us. But now, Lord, through repentance his rights have been revoked. In the name of Jesus, we denounce Satan and his demonic forces of evil and his rebellion against the kingdom of God. In the name of Jesus and the finished work of the cross, he loses all rights to torment, deceive, destroy, afflict, and manifest himself in the lives of your people. And we sever all ties, cooperation, agreement, conspiracy, and relationship with the world and the world system. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we command Satan to loose every stronghold, demonic manifestation, false belief, vice, grip, addiction, spell, and curse right now according to the word of God. We choose you, Lord, and the finished work of the cross, and want no part of Satan and the temptations of this world. I declare right now that we are loosed in your precious name. Lord, we renew our covenant and commitment to you, 
and exercise our choice to faithfully serve you with all of our heart, mind, body, soul, and spirit. In the name of Jesus, we make a conscious choice to turn back to you and once again follow after your statutes and commandments and pledge our undivided service and devotion to you. But we have been bought with a price and serving you is our reasonable service. So help us, Lord, to be lights in this world, ambassadors of the Most High God and instruments of righteousness, representing your will and not our own. I pray, Lord, that our hunger and thirst for you is never quenched and that you give us both to will and to do your good pleasure, that we as a church may fulfill the calling and purpose that you have spoken over our lives. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, we denounce the pleasures of this world, false doctrine and all forms of spiritual adultery. We pray that you expose the synagogue of Satan operating behind church walls, every lying and deceitful spirit and demons operating as the angels of light. Let us not worship or reverence anyone or anything but the true and living God and drive out the spirit of Antichrist. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that you remove all doubts and bring revelation to every distortion of the truth and that we drive out the spirit of Jezebel that teaches fornication, lust, and idolatry, that her curse, seduction, and influence be broken and bound right now in the name of Jesus and erased from the hearts and minds of your people. I ask, Lord, that the depths of Satan operating in the church be exposed and driven out in Jesus' name, that we no longer defile ourselves through the lust of the flesh and the pride of life, hating all evil, pride, arrogance, and the evil way. Grant us spiritual discernment that we are not deceived. Let us examine the fruit of a man and not be gift chasers led astray by talents, gifts, and charisma. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that the church will once again be known for its good works, love, faith, dedication, patience, and compassion to all men. That we hate the sin but love the sinner, understanding that we have all fallen short of the glory of God. Let us love according to the word of God, standing on the truth, preaching the word in and out of season and making no provision for the flesh, while understanding that grace is not an excuse for sin and a justification for heaven. Help us, Lord, to minister without compromise to those seeking the truth and be found without spot or wrinkle, boldly proclaiming the truth of Christ and the power of his resurrection. Let us live and reign with Christ, clothed with holiness and abiding in his presence through eternity. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I speak life into your church and come against all dead things. Let our branches bring forth fruit in their season and our roots be nourished by the waters of life. Let us be called and set apart, chosen and faithful, serving as kings and priests in your kingdom, knowing that we are in the end times, that we be not lulled to sleep by the passing of days, nor deceived by scoffers who deny your coming, but that we are watchful and that day does not overtake us as a thief in the night. We are pilgrims in the earth and this is not our home. So we look forward to the rapture and second coming of Christ, having faith that the promises of God shall come to pass. In the name of Jesus, I pray that we hold fast to our belief that you are the way, the truth, and the life, and that no man cometh to the Father but by you, and that we never lose our boldness and passion for the Most High God. In the name of Jesus and the power of his blood, I pray that we are not weary in well-doing, and that we have a desire to spend quality time in your word and in fellowship with you, that we neglect not the fellowshipping of the saints, as we are one in the body of Christ and sealed by the precious gift of the Holy Spirit, that we may all faithfully walk in the calling and purpose we have been given, pressing toward the mark and high calling of Jesus Christ our Lord, 
I thank you, Lord, that you are able to keep that which we have committed unto you against that day, and that nothing we have done is in vain, but all things are accounted to our heavenly account that we may be rich towards God. Lord, let us run this race with patience, looking unto you who has endured the cross and despised the shame for the joy that was set before you, that our names be confessed before the Father and written in the Lamb's book of life. I pray, Lord, that we are steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the love of God, that we may receive a crown of life promised to those who endure unto the end. Now unto God, who knows the beginning from the end, who is our shield in time of trouble, and who causes us to endure the fiery furnaces of life, we give you honor and praise. We proclaim and ascribe greatness to your name, for your deeds are perfect and all that you do is just and fair. You own the cattle on a thousand hills and cause darkness to flee in the presence of light. I pray, Lord, that we demonstrate our gratitude for all that you have done by keeping your commandments. For your word says, obedience is better than sacrifice and rebellion is as the sin of witchcraft. Let your word be a light unto our path, revelation in darkness, and our blueprint for all matters pertaining to this life and the one thereafter. It is through you, Heavenly Father, and the power of your might that one could chase a thousand and two could put ten thousand to flight. For greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. These things I ask and pray and affirm in Jesus' great and holy name. Amen. 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 And good evening and welcome to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Long Study. study. And happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath here. We pray that all is okay. I know around all over the area has been tornado warnings and thunderstorms. So we pray yes. that you are safe. Safe, yes. And it's been a rough weekend for storms. But it's that time of year. Yes, We're it is. Sitting in the month of March and my the last day of March. Well, my mother said March can come in like a lion and go out like a lamb. Or it can come in like a lamb and go out like a lion. That's the month of March. And that's and, what it's doing. That's what it's doing. But so we praise. continue to pray that everybody yes. is safe at this time. We're going to be talking about, again, this is the last of our revival and reformation. And this is called the Promise Revival. God's mission, purpose, completed. Oh, amen. So if you are doing all of the things that we've talked about, obedience, confession, repentance, prayer, and all, all those, those things, things we talked about, unity, one, then this is the last of it. So we want you to get your Bibles ready, and we're going to be talk, going to James chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. 7 and 8. James chapter 5, verse 7 and 8. So be patient, brethren, as you wait to the coming of the Lord. See how the farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land. He keeps up his patient vigil over it until it receives the early and the late rains. Mm -hmm. So you also must be patient, establish your heart, Hearts strengthen and confirm them in the final certainty for the coming of the Lord is very near. That is correct. It mm -hmm. is very near. It is even at the door. He getting ready to open the door and he's oh, coming man. back. Look, let's look at the things that's happening around oh, you. My goodness. You see it 
God is getting close to uh, to coming back. Yes, I is. tell you, this world is in such a bad shape that uh, if God don't come back soon, I just I don't see much left that uh, we won't destroy ourselves. And you're right about that because the wicked people are getting worse. And those that are trying to walk with the Lord, we have to continue in prayer and even trying to encourage each other. But the, those that just will not hear sound doctrine, it's right. going to get worse. It's and good, we yeah. got to remember that. It's going to get worse. There is going to itch more and they're going to look for more false doctrine to follow. That's right. So we're gonna. It, it may not seem possible to preach the gospel of the three angels' message to the entire world, but we need to. It has to be. There are many areas in the in the world where the name the Seven Day Adventist is not even known. So the three angels' message is in Revelation. So it needs to be preached. We need to honor God that created the fountains and the waters and all the entire universe. Most, most of us are not even doing that. So this serious fact leads to serious questions. Is it possible for the gospel to be preached to an entire world in this generation? Well, yes, God said so. God said the end won't come until it's done. Exactly. So it, 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 it's not only possible. It will happen. And will there be some unusual methods that will speed up the preaching of the three angels' message? Well, those new methods is YouTube, Facebook, podcasts, so many platforms. It's speeding it up. Yes, it's speeding it up. It's making a podcast for them a lot faster. People were hearing in places that they would have never heard. Right, because it would have taken you. Uh, years to go by a helicopter, plane, or whatever to get there. Both some places, and anything else. Some places you probably never been able to get into. Especially and the possible, islands that yes. they have. But podcasts are able to reach them. Amen. So they are able God for the new methods. Yes, so they're able to hear the word because of technology. God knew what he was doing. Yes, oh, he yeah. did. Oh, yeah. It's been... It's been used for so many other uh, ways. It's not good. But there's more good ways it's been used for than it is bad ways. And, you know, there's always one thing we need to remember. The mission is God's, and he will finish it. He will finish it. And But we also must remember that we have been called to do a very special work in these final days of earth history. We have, and we need to get on it. So we're going to go to Matthew chapter 28. Matthew chapter 28, 18, 19, and 20. Okay. All right. Matthew 28. Yes. 15. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. 8 and, okay. Matthew 18. 28, 18, right? Yeah, 28, 18, 19, and 20. Okay. Jesus approached, and breaking the silence, said to them, 
All authority, all power of rule in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Go then and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe everything that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you all the days, perpetually, uniformly, and on every occasion, to the very close and consummation of the age. Amen. 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 So in other words, we all are his disciples, those of us that have been baptized and been converted. So we, as his children, have to make disciples, even if it's one-on-one. Yeah, we, we have, have to, to do it. We have to share that word. Yes. We have to share that that testimony that God gives us that we know of. We know His word. We must share it. We can't keep it in us. God did not give it to us to, to hold keep it. it to ourselves. He gave it to us to take it and share it. Let the world know what we know. Let the world know what we have found out. Let the world know. The God that we know, let the world know about Jesus, what He's done for us, and what He let we went to the cross, why He went there, and by Him going there, what it done for us. And we that's the promise that He wants us to do. That's what He's sending every one of us out to do. You know, the disciples preach not in their own strength, but in Christ. According to Paul, the gospel was preached to every person under heaven in just a few short years. Let's look in Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23. Okay. That's what, uh, that's what the cross is all about. Is, uh, uh, that's is right. It's the gospel. It's the gospel. God went to that cross to redeem us that we may have a chance to make it in mm-hmm. and, and, and gain that, that uh, place in heaven. That's, That's right. right. Uh, we'll want, that was what? Chapter 1 and verse 23. Okay, 23. That we can gain that place in heaven. That's what the cross was. It was redeem us. Mm-hmm. See, Satan had, <clears throat> Satan had taken us. Yeah. God said, no, you can't have my children. I'm going to send somebody that's going to take them back, Satan. I'm going to redeem them, bring them back into me. That's right. We're going to go to Colossians chapter 1 and verse 23. And this he will do, provided that you continue to stay with and in faith in Christ, well-rounded and settled and steadfast, not shifting or moving away from the hope which rests on and is inspired by the glad tidings, which is the gospel, which you heard and which has been preached as being designed for and offered without restrictions to every person under heaven and of which gospel I, Paul, became a minister. So some might argue about the right meaning of Paul's words. That's right. But there is no doubt that the gospel had a powerful influence on first century society. It changed the world. So this change came because Christ promised his disciples 
that he would send the promise of my Father, and they will receive power on high. Amen. Let's look at Luke chapter 24 and verse 49. Luke. Chapter 24. 24. And verse 49. 49. And behold, I will send forth upon you and what my father has promised but remain in the city of Jerusalem until you are clothed with power from on high. Amen. So the Savior added but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. Then you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. And see this is what we also got to understand today. He will give us power but we have to always remember, we have to be obedient for him to give us power. It says it in his word. Right. Yeah. You have to be obedient and you must have faith. You see, God said you can't do anything well, for him that's right. if you have no faith. So obedient and faith is brother and sister. Without those two things, God will not do anything for you. You must be obedient and have faith that the power will come from the Father. That's right. And we got to remember that. Um, we also, like he said, he gave him that power, so you will be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria too. And you will be my witness from one end of the earth to the other. That's right. So in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, we're going to read that. 128, yes. Acts chapter 1 and 8. eight Acts okay. chapter 1, verse 8. Okay, I got you. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you should be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. We can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is given to us from God. We must ask for it. If we're going to do anything for Jesus Christ, we must ask for the Holy Spirit. Spirit leading and guiding. Now you remember when Jesus left. He said, I have got to go, for if I don't go, the helper won't come. That's correct. Now, the helper was the Holy Spirit. He had to leave so he would come. So we have to ask for the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit does the work in us. Amen. Give us what to say, how to speak how to conduct ourselves, how to act as Christians, how to give love, how to show love, how to be kind, how to give a, a, a mercy, how to do all the things that God has asked us to do. But she must be obedient to get the Holy Spirit. And he said obedient in all things. Not one. And see, the work seems challenging and not possible, but the promises of God are sure. Jesus promised this good news of the kingdom. Let's look at that in Matthew 24, 14. Oh, Matthew 24, 14. Okay. 
4.14. All right. And this good news of the kingdom, which is the gospel, will be preached throughout the whole world as a testimony to all the nations, and then will the end come. That is. So the preaching of the gospel to all the world may not seem possible, but God's power will overcome every problem. Like I said, if God said it would be, you better believe it will will be. It will happen. Because God cannot lie. Amen. And he he will not fail. That's right. He will not fail. Mm -hmm. If he said it will be preached, you better believe it will Will be be preached. Amen. He will. And you know, but God's, like we said, God's power, excuse me, will overcome every problem. So every person on the planet Earth will have a reasonable opportunity to hear and understand God's message of love and truth before the Lord comes. We're going to look at that in Revelation chapter 18 and verse 1. Revelation chapter 18 and verse 1. Okay. Then I saw another angel descending from heaven, possessing great authority, and the earth was illuminated with his radiance and splendor. So, again, you saw an angel hurrying to and fro, here and there in heaven, and they were busy coming down to the earth and then going up to heaven. They were preparing for the fulfillment of some important event. And you know, and saw another mighty angel come down from to the earth, and he was to unite or join his voice with the third angel. And see, you can read that in Revelation 18. And then that's what we gotta understand. Great power and glory, honor were given to the angel, and as he came down, the earth was lightened with his glory. Mm. So we have to give that three angels message. It's in Scripture, we need to do it, and it's going to happen. Oh, we, it's gonna and happen. it's happening now. <laughs> yes, it's happening right now. God has it all set up where... So he's going to finish the work. Everything is taking place just like he had set it up to happen, and it's taking place right as we, we speak. It's all taking place as God has put it in order to take place. Like he said, he will pull out his spirit and mighty power and do what seems impossible to humans. Oh, yes. That's what we got to understand. That's what we got to understand. That man could not do, but nothing is impossible for God to do. God can do anything that he wants to do. That's right. Because he who? He's God. He's He's a creator. He's a creator. And he knows everybody's heart. So we can say we want what we want to. We can act any way we choose. But God knows us. God no knows. No matter how we think we might know ourselves, many times our heart is so desperately wicked who can know it. So we always have to pray and say, Lord, help me. Show me. Clean my heart. And, and, and show me if there's any wicked way in me. Yeah, because we don't know ourselves 
like God knows us. You got to remember, he is the creator. And he knows all things. All things. Yes. No so, things. we're going to talk about two, which is part of this end time message, is the early and latter rain. Let's look in the Old Testament in Joel chapter 2, verse 21 through 24. You know, look at you. You want oh, to chapter I'm, two. I'm more, I'm <laughs> I, I can get some of them. Verse 21 through 24. Fear not, O land. Be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Be not afraid, ye wild beasts of the field. For the pastures of the wilderness have sprung up and are green. The tree bears its fruit, and the fig tree and the vineyard their full strength. Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he gives you the former or the early rain in just measure and in righteousness, and he causes to come down for you the rain, the former rain and the latter latter rain as before. And the threshing floor shall be full of grain, and the vats shall overflow with juice of the grape and oil. Amen. Think Amen. about that. And you want you want you want to be the one to get that what? That latter rain? Oh, the, the See, early in the latter rain. You've got to understand about this latter, latter rain. See, a lot of people don't know about that latter rain. They think I'm a Christian, I've been saving. Yeah, okay. You want to get that what? You want to make sure you get that ladder rain? Because right. those are God's people, and you need that. You, you have to need have that. But the Old and New Testament uses the symbolism, word, picture, example of water to represent who? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that's the right. The prophet's special messenger. Isaiah uses the words of our Lord. I will pour water on him who is thirsty. I will pour my spirit on your descendants, which is us. Isaiah 44, verse 3. Let's look at Isaiah 44, verse 3. So you can read that right out of the scripture. Isaiah 44. Isaiah 44. And verse 3. Let's see here. In the Old Testament, oh, in the Old uh-huh. Testament. Isaiah 44. Okay. Oh, I'm about to run past it. 44 and, and verse, verse 3. three. Okay. For I will pour water upon him who is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon your offspring and my blessing upon your descendants. Also, we're going to read in John chapter 7, verse 37. John chapter 7, verse 37. Okay. John chapter 7, verse 37. Okay. Now, on the final and most important day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried in a loud voice, If any man is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes in me, who pleads to 
trusts in and relies on me, as the scripture has said, from its innermost being shall flow continuously springs and rivers of living, living water. water. Oh, that's, that's the Holy Spirit. Let that's me read 39. But he who was speaking here of the of the Spirit, whom those who believed trusted had faith in him, were afterwards to receive. For the Holy Spirit had not yet been given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So he wasn't raised yet. That's right. So all he's <laughs> saying is, wow, he's going to pull that Holy Spirit and it's going to be flowing continuously springs of rivers of all living right. water. Oh, the living water. Which Praise is the God Holy Spirit. For Praise God for that. Amen. I mean, the Holy Spirit's going to be running everywhere. And it's, it should and be in you, you. continuously. That's right. In other words, Lord, just continue to pour your Holy Spirit upon me each and every day. You need to ask for the Holy Spirit as well. And we'll find that in the scripture as well. But we're going to yeah, take a break. Because you, you hear a lot of people say, I, I, the Holy Spirit don't mean the Holy Spirit don't mean. They never say, um, I ask the Lord for the Holy Spirit every day. Really? Or I pray for the Holy Spirit. They just talk we about the Holy to. Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And they never say one time that I ask <clears throat> the Lord for the Holy Spirit and I pray for the Holy Spirit. But they got the Holy Spirit. So, you know, kind of beware of that. Because I ask. I, I we ask have to. So, we'll be That's back. That's right. We're, we're going to take a break. We're going to play a song. We're going to come back and talk more about the promise, revival, God's mission, purpose completed. So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study.
That's my man. Norman Hutchins, oh, Emmanuel, yeah. we worship yeah. you. We worship you, I tell you, he's worthy of our worship every, every day. day, every minute, every second, every hour. He's worth every bit of it. Yes, he is. If you just joined us, you are listening to LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweet Thing in Time Bible Study. And we're talking about the promise revival, God's mission, purpose completed. Well, we, before we went to break, we was talking about the Holy Spirit. We want you to go to Luke chapter 11, verse 13, because we was talking about asking for the Holy Spirit. And I told you I was going to show you that in the scripture. So it's Luke chapter 11, verse 13. And it says, if you then, evil as you are, know how to give good gifts, gifts that are to their advantage to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask and continue to ask? Yes. yes so it's not just one time. It is a continuing, Lord, pour your Holy the Spirit, Spirit upon, upon me. Every time. Send your Holy Spirit. Every time you get on your knees, you ask the Lord, and I, I'm guilty. I don't do it every time. I should. I'm not going to lie. I should ask the Lord every time I get on my knees, Lord, pour your Holy Please Spirit up on me. me. Please pour your Holy Spirit up on me. Yes, and I ask every time so, we do our prayer, we have to ask every right. day. So watch people who always talk about the Holy Spirit told me this, God told me this, God told me that. Watch them people. Because if they don't ask every time they get on their knees, and they don't pray that every time they get down on their knees, watch them. That's true. Because they, they, they lie. Because you just heard the scriptures in Luke 11, 13. They have to ask daily. Ask and continue to Continuously ask. ask. That means over. Over and over and over. Now, I know a lot of you all know this, but there's some people in the world who will come out, the Holy Spirit told me this, the Holy Spirit told me that, God told me this. You're going to find a lot of people like that in these times. Yeah, the Holy days. Spirit told me this, Holy Spirit, and God told me And don't even pray, but maybe once or twice a week. Well, and then, good. when they do pray, they don't ask for the Holy Spirit. So, we have to watch that. We have yeah. to watch some people. That's right. I met some in my life always talking about the Holy Spirit told me this, God told me that. And they probably don't pray but once or twice a week and never ask for the Holy Spirit. But that was in Luke 11, 13. That's right. And you know, and he said in Joel chapter 2 and verse 28 that it shall, be, it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour my spirit on all flesh. That was Joel chapter 2. Let's go to Joel chapter 2 and Joel. verse 28. Okay. In the Old Testament. Joel. 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 Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Not Joel, but Joel. Okay. I, you know, I got J-O-E-L. I, I got a 
my ears work sometimes. Joel chapter 2 and verse 28. And 28. Okay, I got you that time. And afterwards, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And so Jesus uses... He uses this symbolism of water as an example of the Holy Spirit, as we read in John 7, verses 37 through 39. So, in uh, Joel chapter 2, let's read on, we in Joel chapter 2, let's read verse 29 through 32. Okay. Even upon the manservant and upon the maidservant in those days will I pour out my spirit, and I will show signs and wonders in the heavens and on the earth, blood and fire and columns of smoke. The sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord comes. And whoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered and saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there should be those who escape, as the Lord has said, and among the remnant of survivors should be those whom the Lord calls. Amen. 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 So in Bible times, sowing and plowing took place beginning in the middle of October. But this was shortly after the falling of the earlier rains. Those early rains helped the seed to sprout and grow. The latter rain came in the late spring to help the fruit to become ripe and be ready for what? The harvest. See, that's why it's important for you to get that latter rain because it helped you to be ready. Exactly, because the early rain comes to help the seed to sprout and grow. That's right. If you don't have the early rain, you can't get the latter rain. That's right. The latter rain came in the late spring to help the fruit to become ripe and be ready for harvest. That's right. So that early rain came and prepare you, get you ready. Let God grow in you. Let the Holy Spirit get ripened in you. Uh, get you, God, prepared so you can be like God, live like God, walk like God, talk like God, represent God, be holy, and, and all the things that God is. That's what that early rain do. Okay? That early rain, yep. And That's that latter rain comes in the late spring to help the fruit become ripe. So, in other words, we should, most of us should, those of us that's been saved for saving, being saved for a while, should have some of those ripe fruits. That's you right. say all of them. That's but right. we have to have some. Those of us that's been in the church for years and yeah. those of us that truly have that one-on-one relationship and really know Christ, we have to have some of those fruits of the Spirit. That's right. Because he said a good tree will not produce bad, bad fruit. And, and a, a bad tree cannot not produce good fruit. Yeah. Cause we see, you, have to know this. That's right. You can't walk around producing bad fruit talking about, I've been saved. 
I, 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 God know me. I'm all right with God. We don't have to convince anybody. You don't have to anything. convince we, because whatever. Because if you go to two trees and they both got apples and one apple is rotten red, but when you turn the apples around, it's got a big spot in it. Every apple on that tree has got a spot on it. Unless you pull that bad one off. Well, they all got spots. <laughs> but then you go to the next tree, and they're all juicy and red, and they have no spot. Who, what tree is good? Well, think about this. You're right about that. What if there's a tree we find, and there's no fruit? What you do with that tree? You don't down. even know what fruit is going to spring forth. That's the tree that has no fruit you get rid of. It ain't no good. Because if it's a second, third year, it's gone. And it ain't bear no fruit. It's no and good. And it has to be cut down. God will cut you down. Let me tell you. We was, God created us, and I've said this before. To serve, to, to serve and worship Him. That's if right. you cannot shine the light where somebody can see God in you and through you, you like the tree that bear no fruit. You serve no purpose to God. And he will cut you down sooner or later because you serve no purpose. You haven't let no one see God in you. Nobody has seen the light in you. So nobody has came to God because of you. You serve no purpose. God will cut you down. And he will. So the biggest thing as his children, and we'll go on, as his children today, it is most important to let these trials and tribulations that we go through bring those good fruits because that's where it comes from. But right. sometimes if we are not allowing God to work in us, we can bring some bad fruits and mm -hmm. don't even realize it. Well, always, and then we'll move on. Always let your trials and tribulations, don't let them make you better. Better. Make them, let them make you better. sweet. Mm -hmm. Better and sweet because she said, Lord, I know you're making me a better person than I was. You're teaching me how to let you live in me. Amen. Amen. Let's go. That's right. The barley harvest and other grain harvest were spring events. They were followed by the fruit harvest in the summer and fall. So God uses the symbolism of the early and latter rain in two ways. The early rain of the Spirit fell upon the disciples at Pentecost. Mm -hmm. The latter rain will be poured out on God's church at the end of time to complete his mission on earth. Amen. So the early rain also means the daily work of God's Spirit to reach, instruct, guide, and empower each believer. So we need to be instructed, we need to be guided, we need to be empowered, so we can be prepared for the latter rain. That's right. So disciples describe a special outpouring of God's Holy Spirit on Christ's church just before the coming of Jesus. So the early and latter rain that falls in eastern lands at seed time and harvest is a symbol. That's right. It's a symbol. 
So those that are farmers, you understand what we're talking about. That's right. You know what we're talking about because you're a farmer. You know you know what it takes to get that crop right. There you go. And, and you it's know the same what God is doing in us. That's right. You know when to start it. You know when to stop it. You know when to pick it. You know everything. So you understand what God is talking about when they talk see, about us. See time and harvest. That's right. That's right. The Hebrew prophet's special messenger for God used it to foretell the special outpouring of spiritual grace upon God's church. The outpouring of the Spirit upon apostles, leaders, and teachers was the beginning of the early reign. And the result was glorious. But near the close of earth's harvest, like he said, the harvest is we need more laborers out there. That oh, yeah, means we said, need he, more of us out there. He said a harvest is plenty and ready, but we don't but have, we enough, don't have labor. enough labor. We don't have enough labor. That means we, we don't have, he don't have enough people that's got themselves ready to pay. Because we're not, here's what we got to understand when it comes to this. We are not getting our lives right and being converted just for ourselves. It's for us to reach the masses. Right. So we, that's why life has to be right. We have to get it right. We can't say, okay, well, I didn't mess. We have to get at some point as we walk with Christ, we got to have more faith, more love, more patience, more humility. We have to have it in yeah. order to reach the masses. Our life, our life has to line up with God. There's a point in our life that has to line up with Jesus. Point blank. That's all it is to us. Well, I didn't say it perfect by no, Jesus. No. I said line up difference. Don't get me wrong. When he said my life has to be perfect by Jesus. No, I didn't say that. I said line up That's right. We, we truly have to walk as Jesus walked. And you know, longer we are walking with Christ, we ought to get better and better. Right. And be yeah. much more kinder, patient, and everything else. And sometimes, you know, everybody is not on that same level, but that don't mean you can't get a higher standard of no, what God right. is saying. That's right. So if I'm at one level this year, I should be at a next one the next year, I shouldn't be stagnant in the church, me not moving. That's right. You may have a 2004 and 2024 Lincoln, but I got a 2022 Lincoln. We are in the same Lincoln. You just got a little bit normal, but we still on the same line. That's so right. that's where we ought to be with God. You may be a little ahead of me, but we are still on the same line. That's right. And you know, but near the close of earth's harvest, again, a special outpouring of spiritual grace is promised to prepare the church for the coming of the Son of Man. This outpouring of the Spirit is compared to the falling of the latter rain. And Christians ought to pray to the Lord of the harvest for this added power in time of the latter rain. We got to pray for that, too. We got to pray for it all. See, any Christian that think that they got it and they all right, that they good with God and they're a Christian and they ain't praying, the devil got you fooled. Mm -hmm. The devil got you fooled. 
He got your mind. If you think you got everything you got and you ain't got to pray for it, that you already got it, you better read your Bible. And you better read it good. You better get a whole lot of books and accordions and dictionaries and break your words down and read your Bible good. If he got you think you already in that, you better check it out. Because you got to pray and ask. God said you have not. Because we ask not. Because we ask not. And you know, we're going to go to uh, John chapter 6 and verse 63. John, John, chapter 6, and verse 63. Okay, right there. It is the Spirit who gives life. He is the life giver. The flesh conveys no benefit whatsoever. There is no profit in it. The words, truths, which is word is truth, that I have been speaking to you are spirit and life. All right. It's All spirit right. and life. Spirit and life. So the Bible invites us to ask God for the Holy Spirit. That's right. The disciples believed Christ's promises. They waited in unity, which was oneness, and they prayed for the outpouring of the Holy, the Holy Spirit. Spirit. That's so right. why does God ask us to pray for the Holy Spirit? Well, the reason is not because he is not willing to give us the Spirit instead. The real reason that we are not prepared to receive it. Oh, amen, amen. See, and, and, and mm. think about it. Yeah, not prepared to if receive he, it. If he just give you the Holy Spirit and you don't pray for it, what if you got something that ain't right in you? What yeah. if something still needs to be pulled out instead that shouldn't be that? That's right. So That's why you pray so God can look up in you and say, uh-uh. I got to get that about you before I pull this up on you. That's see, right. See, that's why if you think that you all right and you good and you, you save and you all that, you need to read a little bit deeper. So, and then now on that, he said, as we pray for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, then God works on our hearts to lead us to a deeper repentance. Yes. Praying in small groups with other church members bring us together into a closer bond of unity and fellowship. Both prayer and Bible study prepare our minds to be sensitive to the ministry of the Holy Spirit in our lives. That's what we got to remember. If we're not receiving the Holy Spirit, then that is why we're not prepared for it. Not prepared. That's right. Prayer changes things. Prayer yes, it open does. prayer open doors that won't nothing else open the door. And so if you're not doing a lot of prayer, a lot of praying, a lot of praying, then you know what? The Holy Spirit is not coming. And so we're gonna go to Psalm chapter fifty one, verse ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Verse 10, okay. Mm -hmm. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right, preserving, and steadfast spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. 
Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted and return to you. That's what he's telling us we have to do. That's right. We need to say, create in me, Lord, a clean heart and renew a right spirit. It has to be a steadfast spirit, a preserving spirit. And we need that in order to be sealed in the end days. In the end time, we need it. We we know some, most of you you know that, brothers and sisters. We know, most of you know that. Knowing it and doing it, two different things. Well, knowing it and being obedient. That's right. It's two different things. Two different things. So, we're going to be done in a minute, but all spiritual revival and true reformation lead to a real desire to witness. Our hearts are filled with thanksgiving for everything that Jesus has done for us. Then, we are like Peter and John who said, there's Nothing else we can do. We have to speak about the things we have seen and heard. All right. Amen. That's a amen. That's and that's a amen. what we have to do. It's more important for us to speak what we have seen, what we have heard, what God has done for us, and let the world know we don't have time for drama. We don't have time for pain, for right. suffering, for debating. We don't have time for that. And assuming, reading God's word and assuming, going on what you think or what you thought the word meant or what you thought the word, hey, it's there, read it. If the Holy Spirit is leading you, you don't have to assume nothing. If the Holy Spirit is leading you, you don't have to add or take. You can read God's word and say, this is it, stand on it. Amen. If the Holy Spirit is leading you. Amen. It's only when the Holy Spirit is not leading you, you got to assume and add and take away and think you know. But when the Holy Spirit is leading you, you can say it and stand on it. You ain't got to want somebody to listen or, or listen to you or think they ought to be listening. You can say it when they listen or not. God said, go into the city and speak. Preach the gospel and let those that have an ear, let them hear. And those that don't, shake the dust off your feet and leave. You ain't got to stand there and want somebody to listen and say, why don't you take this thing to me? You don't have to do that. Well, the biggest thing, God's word, stand by itself. Self. Amen. It's got its own power. So you speak the word and the power will do its Word. God's word said, my word will not come, come back, boy. He don't need you to try to force it on, uh, on nobody. Speak it. It'll stand for itself. He it don't need you to try to force nobody to listen. All he got to do is speak it. It's like a sharp, a two-edged a sword. It'll cut deep. It'll do its own work. It don't Amen. need you to stand up and say, listen to me, why don't you listen? You don't have to do that with God's word. No, if the Holy know. Spirit is speaking, you don't. It's only when you're speaking in your own strength. That's right. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. So we, we thank you for joining us tonight. We're going to play a song <laughs> and come back with closing comments, email address. 
So keep it locked in on LPJ 64 with Mr. and Mrs. Sweetbank in time Bible study.
It's been a great, 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 great study tonight. Yes, it has. I've loved it. I've enjoyed it. I tell you what, time is getting close, and God wants us to get ourselves together and quit being these self-righteous Christians and get some love in our heart so we can tell people about him and bring them out of darkness. Because there's so many people in darkness. Just look at the world. Look at people around you. They are hurting and they need some light. And God wants to shine through us so they can see his light. Amen. Amen on that. So our closing comment tonight is the message will reach more people by the leading of the Holy Spirit of God than by arguments. The arguments have been given. The seed has been sown, and now it will grow and bear fruit. The papers spread out by missionary workers have made their influence, but there are many whose minds have not fully understood the truth or have not been ready to obey. Now, with the Holy Spirit's help, the rays of light spread everywhere. The truth is seen more clearly and the honest children of God decides to separate themselves from the world. Family connections, church relations have no power over them now. Truth is more important to them than everything else in the world. So the enemy joins together against truth, but many believers decide to take their stand upon the Lord's side. Amen. Man. Oh, so boy. God said he had finished the work. The light is shining. If you see that light shining and you know the truth, you stand up for it no matter yeah. what your family Amen. members or friends say. No matter what your family think about your in-laws, whoever they may be, don't care about what they think. Because let me tell you something, brothers and sisters. They do not have a heaven or hell to put you in. If they don't watch yourself, they'll be going to hell. 
but they don't have one to put you in. Stand up for God. That's right. Let, let the world go. Let the world go. If they can't bring it to you from the Bible and give you scriptures, stand up for God. Tell them, shut up. You ain't got, you can't bring me, bring it to me from the Bible. I ain't want to hear it. Amen. And continue to pray for him. Amen. So now we got closing prayer. A mind to pray. Dear Almighty and Omnipotent God, our Father, our Creator, and everlasting help, we humbly approach your throne in the precious name of Jesus. We eagerly enter your gates with thanksgiving and into your courts with praise, recognizing you are infinite in power and might. The fullness of your ways are past knowing, and your majesty is both seen and felt. Your word says you will grant us the very desire and will to do those things that are pleasing in your sight. In the name of Jesus, the first and the last, we ask for our mind to pray and revelation to have a deeper and more intimate fellowship with you. We ask that you drive out all distractions and the cares of this life and give us a sincere heart to seek your face with great expectation and hope. Let us have the same attitude of Christ, who was totally faithful and dependent on you. In the name of Jesus, help us, Holy Spirit, to submit our minds to the purpose and plans of God while teaching us how to follow him daily. Let us turn from our wicked ways so that our sins be forgiven and that you hear our prayers and restore our land. In the name of Jesus, renew our minds and saturate them in your word that our thoughts are pure and steadfastly focused on you. Draw us near and let us listen attentively to your voice cherishing every moment in prayer and fellowship with you. Let us desire your presence more than our natural food and give us a mind to pray and seek your kingdom above all else while trusting you to provide all of our needs. In Jesus' name we pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 And may the windows of heaven open and pour upon you a bundle of blessings. Have a wonderful and blessed Sabbath. And remember, we come on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 9 p.m. to 10 p.m. If you need prayer or you have Bible questions, you can email us at robtgina50 at gmail.com. And you can always check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Buzzsprout, so many more Facebooks, Spreaker, and all of them. Yeah, we there. And remember, brothers and sisters, Satan is at war with God's people. Yes, he is. He's out to beat you down. Stay in the Word. Keep the sword sharpened. Sharpened. Because Satan is at you. Right. So be ready. Have a great night. Have a blessed night.